Greetings, hello, hello, my brothers and sisters. Hotep to all of you. Uh, my name this is. This call may be recorded or transcribed. My name is Dr. William Rogers, and I am doing having the grand honor of sitting in uh, for my dear brother who runs African Perspectives by the name of Brother Oshiemi Adelabu. So happy to uh, be here with you. Uh, continue. He's away this uh, today in uh, some. Uh, convention, firefighter convention business, and as you know, he is a, a grand master of the support of that system, and he's been doing that for a very long time. So I am honored to be able to sit here tonight with you and uh, to carry on our program, <clears throat> and uh, hopefully we can uh, have some fun. We were on all were on together last Friday, and uh, we were, you know, kind of looking at uh, the program where he was dealing with the Watchstacks uh, program, one of the great, great cultural events uh, in the, this country. So uh, that was a dynamic conversation. And so we're going to continue on those lines as well as some other things. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in our world today. Uh, and so we want to kind of explore that. That's our role here at African Perspectives and and so many of the other programs that are here on the Time for an Awakening system. Uh, I have a program on Tuesday called the Black Reality Think Tank, and I've been doing so for a very long time. We really appreciate uh, Brother Kwaku uh, Lemon for his uh, work that he's doing behind the scenes. He's putting this all together because I'm actually working Brother Oshi's switchboard. So it will operate as normal. <clears throat> I'll be able to see you when you call in. I'll call that number here, area code 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. And uh, I will definitely be able to uh, conversate with you. And I please hope that you will call us. Uh, I'm going to kind of give us... Uh, you know, a little bit of a background of what our format actually is and what is it that we would hope to accomplish uh, in today's program. Uh, but again, like I said, I am very excited uh, to do so. You know, one of the things that has uh, always amazed me uh, is the power of music. <clears throat> it, it has such a, a grand uh, source of energy. It has such a a way of um, moving things and move things forward, you know, it's, uh, and particularly for us as African people, uh, we are so culturally oriented <clears throat> that uh, we can use some of those factors that we had in our native home, in our native land, uh, and do things that we need to do. We can make change uh, where maybe some people uh, don't see it in that way. Uh, they see it as a way to make money or, or see it as a way to protest. Uh, we, we use it for healing. Uh, we use it for rebuilding. We use it for establishing uh, entities in our community sometimes that are broken. There are a lot of things in our community that are broken. And one of the things historically that we've been able to do is use music, 
spirituality, uh, and so other forms of what the great Dr. Molina Karinga calls Kumba. We've been able to use those factors in order to build our communities, heal uh, those areas that are broken, and try to tie together, you know, the broken bridges so that we can continue to move on and do the work that we have to do. So, uh, but anyway, if, uh, uh, so today we're going to kind of just launch it from, from that position. We are launching from the position of understanding that it has happened many, 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 many times in history. And, and I will say, I will say that other cultures are very closely related to the African culture, such as Native American culture, uh, some of the Asian cultures, because these are, were all extension highways, cultural highways for African people. Those, uh, those cultures have also used music and art uh, to do that. And even some of the ones that weren't that closely connected. Um, Europe used uh, art in many cases to uh, explore uh, its world. Uh, and to talk about its problems and to talk about what needs to be healed. Uh, I remember when uh, Europe was engaged uh, in a, a genocide war against each other, and they were killing each other daily over things like religion, uh, politics, and, uh, and so they would sometimes rely on art and things of that nature to try and uh, to heal and try to find ways to, to heal the old broken places. And so we used to see, and for instance, and those that have gone back and looked at the culture of history, you can see, for instance, where they use uh, theatrics uh, as a way of telling a story or to t tell our people what was wrong because if they would have come so directly and did that, they could have lost their lives. So a lot of times they were out into the marketplace of the world, and they were doing puppet shows and plays. Uh, they were making uh, pun at the kings and the popes and those that were running the government at the time. And so again, they were using art to do that. And very clearly, our people have done that many, many times before. And I'm happy that I've been blessed to see it in, in the modern times as well. Uh, born in the the South in the 60s, <clears throat> and I had a chance to witness <clears throat> music uh, being used in many, many areas of the community uh, to sort of, again, as I say, heal and do those things. Uh, beginning one of the, I guess, the most potent area of fights for us and our people uh, uh, was the system of captivity. Well, we used music in captivity. Uh, to try to uh, find a way for play. One of the first things we did, we used music to, to, uh, to orchestrate an escape system uh, out of the system of captivity. We used music to use and aid in those who were on the hunt to run from those horrible plantations of the South uh, and trying to move out of areas that where life would be a lot better. So they employed spiritual songs and systems, and those songs were coded, and uh, they would tell uh, the Africans which way to go, how not to go here, how not to do that. Uh, if you get ready to go across that water, that water's too deep. 
Uh, and so they would sing songs like Deep River uh, to let you know don't, don't cross that water. Uh, uh, things of that nature. Wading in the water would let you know that you can get through, that there's a ways to get through. So that's music was used. And then as well as motivating our ancestors, Africans, had to go out into the fields of, of Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, and they had to plow in the intense sun uh, from sunup to sundown. <clears throat> I came down to uh, the south here this summer just to spend a little time with my family, uh, stay with the grandkids um, a little bit, my daughter and her family. And uh, boy, I tell you, <laughs> and I was born in the South. I was born in this stuff. Uh, but I tell you, it was so hot here. This summer, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I mean, I got sick several times. But you got to remember, our ancestors went out there before the sun ever came up. And they sang thing out there. And they would sing those old songs, you know, uh, that would, would motivate and, and soothe them and and, and sort of push them forward. And uh, they would uh, make music, not so much to make them work, but it was done as a way to soothe them. That's why I'm always a little cautious about my attack on our ancestors for choosing a spiritual system that may have been an antithesis uh, to where we come from. But when that, when old, when Big Mama took that hole and went out there and sang and started singing to Jesus. She was putting ointment on her soul. Uh, there's a song, an old Christian spiritual called, There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. And those pieces were, were instruments of healing for our people. And uh, so they were able to do some things. So I'm trying to give ourselves a little time for some of our audience to come on. I think so. maybe some of them might be uh, standing by. Uh, there's a couple of my brother Herbie White's on, so we can <laughs> get ready to launch. Oh, my brother Herbie's so faithful. Brother Herbie, I appreciate you more than you really know. Uh, but anyway, uh, but let's, let's just kind of launch off from this. So going all the way back to the years of captivity, there is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. So I guess I'll just kind of name our program that a little bit. <laughs> just about. Uh, and I know there are many of you who I know personally uh, who have some objections to that, but I'm telling you, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you now, you know, if, if that system had not been employed by my grandmother's 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 grandmother's. She scrubbed them floors, and that overseer stood over her and beat on her and kicked on her and did all kind of things that was horrible because she was singing that music that healed her soul. And so it has always been there. And then even through the years of captivity, <clears throat> moving into this escape system, uh, you know, we heard those songs. We heard the songs. Uh, that was a a black preacher out of Durham, North Carolina. His name was Reverend Miles Mark Fisher. He wrote, a, he wrote a book on the songs that the Africans used to sing as coding to help them to escape <clears throat> and help them to be able to uh, 
to navigate through some of that hard stuff. When I get, I've been off the air now for, for a couple of weeks. I'm just kind of taking a hyenas. I'm, I'm doing what I call a mental health, uh, <laughs> a mental health sabbatical. I'm taking off so I can clear my mind a little bit, give myself a little chance to think. Uh, when I come back, I've been doing some research, though. I've been doing some serious, intense research. And one of the things I've been researching is Marunich uh, and how the Africans were able to escape through that harsh wildlife of the South uh, and uh, get through in ways that, you know, you and I would shriek to talk about crossing through the swamps of Florida. But our Africans did it. They not only crossed the swamps of, of Florida, they lived in them. They lived down in those swamps. And so I've been researching some of the things that a lot of the archaeologists uh, historians have been writing, and so we're going to come back and have a program. We talk about Marunich and, and how the Marunich system works. So basically what I'm talking about is the way our program is today. We've been talking about escape. We've been talking about the bomb in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. We've been talking about how our ancestors did that, how the Jamaicans were able to go up into the mountains of Jamaica and escape Maroonich. That's called Maroonich. You know how they did that? They did that, brothers and sisters, on music. Music, songs, you know, energy, spirituality. As I said, what Malena Karanga calls Kahumba. That's how they did it. The drums did that. The voices did that. Stomping the feet did that. <clears throat> and uh, they were able to successfully survive in very harsh conditions where there was an attempt to really wipe them off the planet and but they were able to do so. So um, on last uh, Friday Brother Oshi brought on a good brother uh, who came on and talked about one of the powerful movements of the time uh, was a mongoose concert that took place uh, you know, called Watchstacks. And what it was, it was a concert that was in the honor of the incident in Los Angeles where, where the Watts riots took place in the 60s and um, African people decided to say they're not going to take it no more. These police officers of California who were doing these horrible things just like they're doing right now. And so this was a celebration of the energy of our people energy, the celebration of the energy. And when you say energy, you know what we're talking about. We talk about spirit and soul. This was a celebration of that. And um, so they were able to, to get together. And even though I wasn't in Watts, I'd never been to Watts myself, when I heard that music, I was right there. It was just like I was in Watts. When I heard Brother Rance Allen, when I heard the great Isaac Hayes, that when I heard uh, Jesse Jackson say, I am somebody, it made a difference. Even as me, a 22-year-old kid living in New York City under some of the same kind of conditions, we should have had our watch stacks. And I think eventually later on they did have something uh, that sort of uh, embraced that, uh, 
that nature. But that's what we talked about. And so we get a chance to have a very detailed discussion on that period of time. Now, let me say, that wasn't the first time it was done, even in the modern times. Uh, that wasn't the first. Um, during the, the horrendous uh, uh, civil rights movement, when they were killing babies, they were taking bombs and putting them in churches in the bathroom when the little girls would go into the bathroom to change their clothes, to get ready to sing to Jesus. That was a bomb in there to blow them to the moon. That's what we told. And the answer to that, in the spirit of the great John Coltrane, uh, was to create music to heal that. And as he did so uh, in trying to soothe the nation that couldn't believe that this redneck by the name of Bob Chambliss would have the nerve to blow our babies up while they're in the bathroom getting dressed to sing songs to their Jesus. And I know what we all say about Jesus and it's this and it's that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the spirit of this mess, you know, and we needed to have healed. There's a bomb in Gilead, and that was the music. And not only John Coltrane, people like Abbott Lincoln uh, and her husband uh, were able to do some music and created some things and made some songs, and there was a plethora of great jazz. And at that time in the 60s, jazz was was hot. Jazz was our cool out music. Jazz was the music that we would go sit up on the rooftop that the drifters talked about and um, get your little cold duck or, or whatever that little funny looking thing was in between your fingers and got that strange smell. Uh, and you go up there on the roof and put that music on and straight in, you know, you forget about Bob Chavitz. Well, you don't forget about him. Uh, but it motivated you to make sure that you say to the world, this ain't going to happen no more. This, we're going we're gonna to stop this. And this was the era of Watch Stacks. This is what Watch Stacks was responding to. This was uh, before George Floyd. This was before uh, some of the other horrible things. This was on the eve of Emmett Till. Young black boy with a great future in his hand you know, uh, taken out uh, the way he was and destroyed by some evil demons. And one of the demons is the nerve to still be around today, talking junk. You know, so this is the kind of thing that music can do. It doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make it away. Uh, it is the bomb and kill it the heels the sin sack six old y'all better watch out on my pulpit today I'm mad still mad because <laughs> this mess is still going on and it's just not enough sometimes to be mad you gotta do something uh, and that's what the music did that's what Stevie Wonder did when he sang the songs he sang and even he took the white boy song and sang you know, and talked about, you know, uh, uh, Bob Dylan. I'm trying to think of the song. 
you know, we, you know the one that Bob Dylan did, and uh, Stevie Wonder <clears throat> took that forward. Uh, as we said, Abby Lincoln and her and her husband uh, did this salute. And they wrote music, and they wrote a lot of this music, and they lost money behind it. They didn't make money. You think white folks paid to have you sing about stuff like that? That wasn't going to happen. <clears throat> so uh, uh, we, we are looking at the movement of that. We are looking at, at uh, how all of this works and how it did work for us in the past. <clears throat> and then once the period of time... Uh, didn't stop there. You know, went through that. The watch stacks was kind of like the, the the era. That was the threshold for the coming of hip-hop. And them young brothers wasn't playing neither. You know, they were angry. Ice Cube, Ice T, and all of those brothers, they were angry. Uh, to, uh, the Flavor Flay, and, uh, and the, the stuff that they were doing, they were mad. Might have been funny, and we might have thought it was <clears throat> uh, buffoonish, it, but it wasn't my brothers and sisters. You know what it was? It was the bomb in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. So fast forward, 2022. Fast forward, George Floyd. Fast forward the beating of those police officers just a couple of days ago. Fast forward the killing to our women, the mothers of our future generation. You know, we, you know, fast forward to some of the other horrendous things that we're going to do. What do you need? Kumba. What do we need? We need a bar in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get ready to open up. I appreciate all of you again um, and where we'll go and we'll let this flow however you see. You just come on and share with us the ideas that you have. You know, we have tried to recapitulate a little bit of the, of the usage of music and how it had been used in the past. <clears throat> to do some of the things that it does. I'm sorry I got scratchy stroke today. <clears throat> I thought I was running late. I woke up. It was 10 minutes to 11. I said, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, I didn't get a chance to get my caffeine and some of the other things, but that's okay. I'll be all right. Please bear with me. Give me some cough drops here. I'll be good. So nonetheless, let's get started, and I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up with my faithful dear friend who's always on the spot. Brother Herbie Way. Good morning, Brother Herbie. How you doing today? Good morning, Dr. Rogers. Thank and you, good morning to anyone else, brothers and sisters listening to the show. Can you hear me okay? Is the sound all right other than my scratchy voice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Thank you. Okay, what are your thoughts? I mean, do, do, first of all, let me ask you, uh, do you embrace the concept uh, that this music is the balm and Gilead that healed the sense of soul? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah okay. I, I, I do 100%. All right, thank you, sir. Okay. I do 100% because 
African people are connected to nature and everything in nature. Mm, 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 mm. So when you when you hear music, that music comes to you on a frequency mm-hmm. and enters your body and it stimulates, you know, they talk about the pineal gland and stuff, and it stimulates your yeah. body and okay. your mind to be in harmony with everything in the universe. Right, right. That's the reason white people can't dance, because they can't hear. <laughs> You know, they well, can't hear the same way that we hear sounds that resonate in our minds through our nervous system that instructs our muscles what to do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, even in so, the most, even so as even soon as you change, as soon as you change the beat, you change the information that our mind is processing and the signal that it's again sending to the nervous system and it changes the movement of the muscles. There we go. So you can be playing one song and then when that song ends go right to something else and the people dancing will just automatically change up. Right. There we go. They, they're just listening. Uh-huh. They, they can close their eyes. They're just listening. Mm-hmm. You know, grandmothers, how do they put babies to sleep? They start humming. Humming, that's right. They start humming. The baby calls, calms right down and relaxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of communication. That's right. There was something else. I don't know whether I should say this, but... No, go right ahead. We open today. We can say what we want to say. Every, you know, in the church, Uh a a good pastor knows he needs a good choir. Gotta have it. Can't function without it. He has to have a good choir, so when he preaches the sermon... When it's time for the offering, the choir starts singing. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he said he sets it up like that, and he even chooses yeah, the song the he wants to sing. Mm-hmm. And people start feeling good. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I say, well, I was only going to give five dollars, but it's singing so good, I'm going to give ten. That's right. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> I've seen it a thousand times. That's right. You I remember some... when I went in the military when I was 18 in 1963. And in New York, there was no black radio station. Right, right. You had to listen <clears> to <throat> a white radio station, and maybe once an hour you might hear a, 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 a black song, Smokey and the Miracles or something. Mm-hmm. But when I came back in 66, and they had all black stations, I went crazy. (laughs) That's right. I went crazy. I had to go 
Buy me a little portable radio cable. Just listen to it all the time. All day long. I was right there with you, Brother Herbie. Right yeah, in. it was like it was just it was just like amazing, you know, just being able to hear, you know, black performers one behind the other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I couldn't listen to it because I had other things to do, but as soon as I could, I would run and turn it on. There you go. There you go. That's the history of Watchstacks. What he's what my brother's telling you right now. That's the impact, is power. You're right. And you know, you and I came from the same, you know, distance and background. You know, I lived in New York for a long time. And I remember, you know, you get them little them real small handheld uh portable radios. And you yeah. <laughs> you'd be looking at yeah, transistor radio. Yeah, that transistor. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And uh, you're trying to find WNJR out of Newark, New Jersey, because mm-hmm. they had all that good music, yeah. you know. And at that time, even BLS hadn't hadn't really come in like it ended up doing with Frankie Crocker. No. But um, you know, we tried. We had to, we went to WNJR, and then then at nighttime, uh, Brother Herbert, you remember go sitting up on the rooftops and, and play the, you know, when the drifters talk about up on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. That was a real yeah. deal, my brothers and sisters. At nighttime in New York City, that was our courting ground, the rooftop. We would take our little girlfriend and go sit up on the rooftop and play this music and drink. That, back, I think then around then it was like Eddie O.J. Eddie O.J. Oh, man, I remember. I do, I remember. You know, but that's yeah. the history. That's the, that's the bomb in Gilead. That I'm talking about. And going to the movies, I hated musicals. Oh, I can I like the westerns and, and, you know, gangster movies. I hated musicals until I got older and heard a black musical. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What's it the first one? musical I didn't like. What's the first one you heard? What's the first black musical you heard? You remember? I don't even remember. I don't remember mine either. I don't remember what it was. <clears throat> You know, you know what I think it was, and it was only because the way it was stigmatized uh, was Carmen Jones. Because mm-hmm. everybody wanted to see Dr. Daniels, so we go run into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we see Dr. Carmen Jones, and see that pretty girl dressing, running all across that floor, we screaming it out. <laughs> I can see why young women scream about Prince and Michael Jackson. It energizes you. It's sexual. Uh, it's political, it's spiritual, it's everything. That's if, what if music is. If I had is. a scene at that time, if I had a scene stormy weather, oh man, and seen Lena Horn sing and seen the Nicholas Brothers dance, I would have known what a musical was. <laughs> That's right. Like Red Fox, I can see why Red Fox was so sad. So you should talk about Lena Horn so much. Yeah, you know. That's, I never saw You didn't see no black people singing in no. Well, you wouldn't even see them. No, you didn't. No movie. That was powerful. That was Just powerful. Man, Tam Morland out running cars. <laughs> yep. Even Man, Tam Morland. Yeah, yeah. You're still right. I remember. I, there was a. There was one. Um, 
musical. I don't know if you remember this one, but it was called Nigger Heaven. I say that word because that's actually what it was called. You remember, you remember Nigger Heaven? No, I don't remember that one. That was a terrible one, but it was okay though. It was, it was, it had the the artistic genius of our people. That's the key. That was in there, like Mahalia Jackson. I wasn't quite into the kind of music that Mahalia Jackson sang, but my mother was, and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I had no choice but to pick it up. But uh, they used to, Mahalia Jackson used to make my mother cry, and I'd be saying, "Mom, what's wrong with you?" She said, I'm happy, baby. Just leave me alone. Go sit down. Leave me alone. <clears throat> music. Music, music. Well, thank you so much, Brother Herbert. I appreciate it. Um, but this is the thing that we're talking about today. <clears throat> like I said, bear with me, folks. I got a scratchy throat. But I'll be all right in a minute. Um, let's go over here to my other good brother. And then we're going to open up the audience to some more. I see we got... Uh, brother, brother West out of Atlanta, Georgia's own brother, Doctor Bridges. Um, but anyway, let's go over to Brother Marcus. How you doing, Brother Marcus? I'm doing great, good brother. I'm doing great, listening in. Yes, sir. Doing yes, great. sir. Thank you. No, I probably have a little bit different spin. <laughs> I probably have a little bit different spin. No, those old spirituals that our people used to sing. You know, they, they don't even play that music no more. You don't hear it. You have to go deep in the archives to find that music. Yeah. But that that particular song there, Steal Away, Steal Away to oh, Jesus. Yeah. That song, the way I kind of tabulate it, I said, hold on now, because... The first recorded slave ship to land in America was the good ship Jesus, captained mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by Sir John Hawkins. There that was the go. first slave ship that came towards the land in Jamestown, mm-hmm. Virginia, with 14 enslaved Africans. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, I wonder if that is the ship our people was talking about. That's right. Stealing away to back to Jesus to go back to Africa. I agree. Could that that is my summation, you know. That is why I kind of said, you know, those old spirituals got to have some connection to you know to that ship. Steal right. away, steal <laughs> away to Jesus. Right. Back to Jesus to get on the slave ship to get back to the motherland. Mm-hmm. The only thing now they change it, they 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 change Jesus to the rapture. See hey. now Jesus is up in the atmosphere somewhere. See, yeah. Jesus is is no longer the slave ship now. Jesus is up there somewhere. Right, right. See? That's just the way my mind kind of thinks. Still, you know, I, I may be wrong. You know, I think you're on but, the right track. I think you're on the right track on that one. Yeah, because, you know, that was the name of the first slave ship, the good ship, Jesus. There we go. There we go. That's exactly. Anyway, that, I just, that when you, you know, I just wanted to add that to the mix. There you go, Brother Wibbit. And, you know, you know, uh, uh, Brother Marcus, you know, also, you know, when I think about that, 
you know, one of the most one of the most uh, uh, powerful movements. Uh, if everybody just give me a chance, I'm gonna call on everybody. You'll have a chance to specifically uh, speak, talk about whatever you need to talk about. Uh, we're gonna open it up to everybody to have a chance. Uh, but Brother Marcus is trying to make a good point here, and I appreciate that, uh, Brother Marcus. Um, do you remember? Uh, well, I know you remember. I don't know. Do you remember a lot of the the, the, the Rastafarian music, uh, which is powerful revolutionary music? Well, y'all got no music, you know. And they, you, um, the my brother at eight eight nine oh, kind of mute your mic a little bit. I don't want to mute it for you because I'd rather leave the lines open. Brother West, your your background is real loud. Uh, 8890, you're, okay, now I can hear you better, 8890. Uh, Brother West, your background music is loud. Okay, so, so, so Brother Marcus, you know, when the, when the Rastafarian movement began and the, and the reggae uh, started, you know, they, they were singing to Jesus too, but like you said, it wasn't about that Jesus that we know we're talking about. I remember Bob Marley, I had a piece that he talked about, get on board. Get on board yep. the train. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Get on board. Yep. That's yes. right. Yes. 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 You're right. Revolutionary music. That was revolutionary music. Yep. Yes. Yes. But they, they, they are, they, you know, they, they're changing that music now in Jamaica. Oh. The same way they did rap, hip-hop music. Now they're changing the music. It's the influences. Now the gun. Killing, shooting your brother, shooting you in the face, you know. It's so, but you're right, you know. And and uh, initially too, the Rasta, when the Rasta first started, the Rasta get a big fight. <laughs> yep, they sure he, did. He, he to, yes, he used to. They used to. If you was Rasta, they beat you. The police brutalize you. Yeah, you know. Yes. Brother Marcus, hold on just one morning. Brother West, could you please? Your background music is extremely loud. Uh, so. Okay, uh, go right ahead, uh, Brother Marcus. Yes, yes, so, but Rasta no has come to the top. That's right. That's exactly right. is on top. You He's know, making so, billions of dollars. Know. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you know the tragedy, the tragic thing about it. Jamaica mm. made two half-white Negroes down there. Yeah. National heroes, Alexander Buster Monkey and Norman Manley. The senior Norman Manley. They made them national heroes. That's right. Them who sent Marcus Garvey to prison in Jamaica, you know. And they didn't Garvey, didn't they use that? Didn't they use that, the brother Marcus, to line up with the political party? There were certain ones that went over to Manley, and then there were certain of the Rastafarians that went over to Sega. Um, yeah. Bob Marley, yes. Bob Marley went with one group. Uh, Peter Tosh and them went with another group. Uh, isn't that correct? 
Now, well, Bob, Bob tried to unite them. Bob tried to unite the two parties, but they shot him. Yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob got shot, and that's why Bob left. Bob left Jamaica then and went to Miami because he said, hell no, I ain't staying here. The people trying to kill me. <laughs> see? So, <Yeah. laughs> he left, you know, but that's, it, it continues today, the divide and rule. But that seemed to be coming to an end in Jamaica too, because people getting tired of them. That's right. That's they right. People getting tired of them because they're realizing these two people just pimping us, ripping us off. So it's only a matter of time before they going to be swept out with a broom, you know? We just got to keep on keeping on. But keep you're right. The, the, the Rasta, was the fir- Rasta was the first one who come to Jamaica and was talking about uh, Marcus Garvey and back to Africa. And they, they ostracized you if you was a Rasta. Yeah, he said, oh, you're, you're mad. You're crazy. You know, you ain't got no sense. But right. Rasta gone to the top now. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Marcus. Let me open up the line and get some out of it. Dr. British, you on there to help me out a little bit? You don't need my help, my brother. <laughs> no, yeah, we got everybody. Got Brother Jay from New York. I got a bunch of folks on there. No, that's why that's why that's why I I will uh, I'm just gonna take on for a few minutes, you know, one of your one of the, the brother of one of your classmates passed. And I'm getting ready to go to the funeral, so you don't need me too much. But I had to listen to, to you. Uh, you say you remember Melvin Barber that you were in school with. Who, 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 who is it? Melvin Barber. You told me you yeah, remember I know him. Melvin. He's from Durham. Yeah, I know Melvin. He played on the basketball team with uh, Pete Holman and them in 62. Yeah, know Melvin very well. Yeah, his brother passed. Not Melvin, but oh, his brother, brother passed. Okay. Six, six, uh-huh, and, and, I, and I grew up with him in, in, okay. in, in, in the project, okay. so I'm getting ready to go to the funeral, but, you know, i got to listen to you a little bit. All right, well, what I wanted to say... Yeah, give us a quick comment yeah, about what you see, the root of this black yeah, music. Yeah, I'm to be listening while I'm getting ready to make that funeral, but what I was going to tell you is uh, one thing about the music of Rastafari, and you know I always like to bring in some, 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 some good factual information, some historical information for people who really don't know a lot of this stuff, and I... You know, take for granted that people know it, but then somebody said, man, people don't, oh, Brother Marvin on Saturday, you know, he always says that, you know, give up the information because they really don't know it. You may think they do, but they don't. Okay. But anyway, Rastafari kind of started off uh, a combination of, of uh, well, kind of like the uh, R&B in, in, in America, like Stax did, starting in the fields and from the wells and the cries of the oppressed people through the blues and then, the, you know, of course, not in this order, but, you know, the gospel and the spiritual. But Rastafarian movement, actually a lot of people don't know it, but that word Rastafarian, uh, uh, comes from Haley Selassie's name, as you know, which was Rastafari. And Haley Selassie, uh, uh, scripturally, could trace his lineage back down to Solomon and King David in the Bible and from the line of Judah. So when Marcus Garvey made his statement in 1930 that one day a great king would be crowned to liberate his liberate the world, mm. uh, and, and when Selassie was crowned, people who became Rastafari say, that must be the one. So they took the name Rastafari from Haley Selassie. That was Haley Selassie's name, Rastafari Makanen, Rastafari Makanen. So the Rastafarians, uh, when, 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 when God had made that prediction and Selassie was crowned, uh, 
then the people said, that must be the one, and they became the Rastafarians. And then, of course, uh, Haley Selassie was the... Uh, 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 was able to keep uh, uh, Mussolini and the troops of Italy from taking over Ethiopia. They did occupy Ethiopia for a while, but Selassie came to the United Nations and and asked for help, but could not get it. And from and, and that's a good speech too. Do you know when he, when the, the speech that Bob Marley put into song called War? Mm-hmm. Are the words of Haley Selassie when he went to the United Nations to try to get some help against the Italian troops of Mussolini? And so when Bob Marley says, until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited, everywhere is war. Then he said, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes. I got to say war. Everywhere is war. And then he goes on with the song. Right. You might want to pull up war, war by Bob Marley. So just trying to tie it all together. That's great. Rastafarian, That's great. Rastafarian music actually came out of more politically oriented and um, uh, um, a resistance, re- resistance to the system of white supremacy than did black R&B in America. You see, so that, and that's why the words of Bob Marley and Peter Tosh and uh, Burning Spear and uh, uh, even Jimmy Cliff, all their music mostly was political because it, 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 it derived from Selassie's crown. And, and prior to that time, they had music called Sky, S-K-A, which was similar to black America music because when you study Bob Marley and his history, and I did a two-hour lecture one time on Bob Marley, you find that what they were listening to in Jamaica is radio stations like WSRC, WLLE in Raleigh, and listen to the American R&B singers. But when um, that that roster, when, 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 when reggae started, it, started it, it changed over to to political music. But anyway, I just want to just give a little background on it. And I'm gonna shut up now. Okay. But, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, you're right on target. But I think I just want our audience to to know the breadth of what Miss Black Music has always been able to do. But you know, even uh, Dr. Bridges, you might want to think about it a little bit. Um, we've we've had that too uh, during the years oh, of, of captivity. Uh, yeah. You know, long before the Rastafarians did that. Huh? Uh, for instance, let me give you an example. I never forget. Oh, you know what? You're right. We had right. That's right. But the, theirs were just connected more to that Selassie thing. But you know, we've had it too. But go ahead, give an example. I can think of some examples of myself. You right? <laughs> Saturday, Saturday morning. Sitting on the front porch, and all them them brothers down the street on Carl Street in the West End put on that song with Jimmy Reed, say, "Big Boss Man, don't you hear me when I call?" You know, he's singing the blues. I, 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 I know that song. I don't remember it, but I know it. I've heard it right. Big Boss Man. That's Big right. Boss Man, don't you hear me when I call? You know, he's 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 been he's he's fighting back in a way that he could never do that. When he's out there on that tobacco plantation or that uh, cotton plantation, do it. But he can do it there through his music. Right. They, he, he, right. When he's in the field, when he when he, when he's in the field, he couldn't do it. But when he get his guitar, get into the speakeasy oh, on Saturday man. night and get a little, oh, man. get a little drink of liquor. Right. Right. You're right. Oh, That's man. right. So yeah, it's, you're right about that. So, but anyway, that's another discussion. It you is. This sure is. But it's. 
It sure is. It's just another discussion that we could that right. we could have at some time because I've been, like I told you earlier, you heard me say, I've been doing a lot of reading on this Good. Appalachian Good. kind Good. of stuff. And see, even country and western music out of Appalachian came from the history of black music also. Yeah. See, we were, that's another discussion. That's but anyway, right. it's just, right. just, just real interesting conversation. But I'm still, I'm still here with you. I'll let you go on to somebody gotcha. else. Good enough. Okay, let's go on over here. Let's go to uh, our brother Jay. Brother Jay, how you doing? You keeping it and calm now? Hey, what's going on, uh, Doctor Rogers? Oh man, I'm great. I'm great, great. I'm saying you keep it, you keep it law to in control. Hey man, I'm just trying to hang in there, man. Okay. I ain't, I ain't up to that much, man. Just, right. just trying to hopefully keep your brother. Uh, brother, bro- brother Jay and I are from the brother brother Jay and I are from the same little uh, area over there in Queens called Lawton near Springfield Gardens. Rosedale and all that hey, good. Hey, hey, Dr. Ro- hey, Dr. Rogers. Yes, sir. You know that nigga over there, Gregory Meeks, the lost his mind. You know that, right? No. Oh, man, that piece of sugar, honey, ice tea, man. Oh, man. Out here making laws against Africa um, to suck up and appease these white folks, man. I mean... He just he just out of control, man. Yeah, I believe it. I can believe it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't you no. didn't hear about him, man. But yeah, man. You know, I've got know, some relatives still on. there, but I don't talk to them as often as I should. Yeah. So no, I just I well, heard that. I hope they I hope they not I hope they not voting for that Negro. But more <laughs> than likely they are, man. Yeah. I mean, you know the bottom the bottom line. We as a people are. Confused, disorientated, and we just don't—we just don't have a clue, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's too much loving white folks for me, man. Right. right. You know, I mean, that—it it, it seems like that's our sole mission in life is to love white folks. <laughs> I mean, it's sick, man. It's absolutely sickness. But you know, other than that, that's it. How you been, man? Doing good, you know, just trying to stay well down here in Atlanta, Georgia for a little while with my daughter and grandkids. But I'm getting ready to head up back around here because this heat doesn't got to me. <laughs> but I'm so good. where you going to go now? Back, I got to go back to Milwaukee. Go oh, back Milwaukee to... is a little cooler? Yeah, that's my little cooler place. Yeah, that's a real cooler, too. No, no actually, that's an icebox. <laughs> okay, yeah, because the heat... The heat in Atlanta is, is no joke. Oh, it ain't no and joke. And all of the other shenanigans going on in Atlanta is is really interesting. I, I, I'm I'm quite interested to see what's going to happen with this whole political scene going on, man. I, I'm really interested in are those white folks going to put that retard nitwit degenerate Hershey Walker in office. Oh, man. Because this now, is... they put that fool oh, in office. Man. I know it's a rule for America. You know what? He's about as dumbass as I... they can get. And dumber than a dumbass. I even hate to say this, Brother Jay, but that, that you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm embarrassed by that brother. Uh, and this, I am too. I'm embarrassed by him, man. The mentality that I he uses. Too. You know, what happened to I him? I mean, now, if, 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 if you... If you could pick a Negro like that over a pork chop chicken eater like Reverend Warnock, you know, 
Then you telling me fundamentally you following through on a on a, on a sick twisted agenda because there's no comparison in regards to intellect in regards to the ability to produce something of value mm-hmm. between those two. Right. So to, to to have someone as your representative like Herschel, that's sick. Yeah. That's that's sick that on not only your 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 state but also your country. That's right. Because the man <clears throat> don't know Jack Chick. He can't even be a good puppet, Doctor Rogers. Yeah, and you know what? If you listen to the conversation between Warnock uh, and and Herschel Walker, it's a conversation uh, that's basically oh, saying no, 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 which no, no, which is which one of us can do the best work for white no, folks? Which one of us can help white people the best? I mean, I mean, Warnock, Warnock ain't, ain't, ain't doing nothing really for black for black people. Uh-huh. I mean, Warnock, Warnock is basically, you know, a bought and paid for Negro peen. Yeah, clearly. Matter of fact, he a preacher, so that tells you it all. But Walker is just a, a literate... Feel your hand. He just, he just don't supposed to be in that position because he offers nothing at all. And the only thing you could say... That he is is a football player. Yeah, you know what the, else could you say that he is? He's not a successful businessman. Do you and remember him being a? Do you successful about him? Other than the fact that he was very, very good at football. Yeah, he was and good at football. Just like what happened in Alabama with that former coach Tubby Tuberfield, how he was able to become a elected just based on his association as a football coach. Now, the question becomes, if America is willing to give its society shit like that, then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, we, we, this is this place's fault. You know, I don't remember him being a boxer. Was he a boxer? I think he, I think he, I know he's a, he, I know, I know he's a, uh, expert martial martial artist because oh he was a martial um, artist. I know a guy that, that that trained with him when he was with the New York Giants. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's a he's a he's he's a he's a excellent he's an excellent um um martial artist. But okay. as far as a boxer, I think he may have had some of those exhibition fights and mm-hmm. like that after he um after he retired. But the reality is, I don't care what the hell he is. The man is not fit. It's just fit to be a United States senator. Mm-hmm. He no. don't bring shit to the table. No, he doesn't. Now, he really doesn't. I don't know what yeah, type yeah. of games Warnock is playing because he's supposed to be able to absolutely expose him on a constant and continuous basis for the dumbass he is. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if he's doing that no, or not. No, he's not. But I would, I would have a field day with him. Yeah. But you know, 
he's a he's a pork chop chicken eating preacher. Right. So what he's gonna try and do is what they say have have a higher ground and not get into the mud with him. I say Ethel, get in the mud with him and let's have a have a party. And you know what? You know that's what? How that, that's how that Negro need to be treated to a party. Because the bottom line is he gonna do more harm than gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And then after that you got the whole thing with Mammy with Mammy um Stacey Abrams going against uh, uh, you know who she going against and she should be having a field day with him she should be having a field day she should be having a field day with Kemp you know because he's representing that redneck Georgia and she's not she's not attacking him the way he needs to be attacked and maybe I'm not a political strategist so I don't know maybe that's not the way you got to do it (laughs) but she's letting him walk clean right back into the capital but but you know what the de- the deal is? This is what the real deal is, Doctor Rogers. It's about them being in the position to get patted on the head by white folks. <laughs> it's about being in the position to get crumbs. They really don't want the ability to do for black people. Right. Same thing with Obama. Obama was in office for all those years. You can't say he really did anything for black folks. That's right. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really study what he did in the condition and the position that black people are in today, he didn't do anything for black folks, really. Now, you have those say, well, he passed this bill, he did this, he did that. But in reality, that ain't really benefiting black folks on the level that is benefiting other nationalities and white folks. And when you have people like Stacey Adams, they just want to be able to let the white man know that they, that they can serve them just as good and better yeah. as the white man. Yeah, I agree. That's all. I agree. So, so you're gonna be in the same in the same position. She's not gonna get in the office and do things like Major Jackson did when he was, you know, the mayor of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, she's not gonna do things like that. Nope, that's right. So, I mean, the bottom line is she just there to serve the interests. Of white folks. Right. She ain't there to serve the interests of black folks. She's not going to make the lives of black people better. If anything, she's going to make the lives of black folks more harsher because she's going to allow them white folks to, to get away with. That's right. Our children. That's right. Even more. <coughs> it's a game. Yeah. And people don't, and people unfortunately don't keep the game because it's a black face as the head of the game. So they allow them to get away with things that they shouldn't allow them to get away with it because they can do things, if white folks did it, they'd be up in arms. But because the person is black, oh, we got to give them a chance. We got to support them. You know, come on. And Mm -hmm. in the end, who benefits? 
We they, don't benefit. They got to do it. That the, was in benefits because now they just become what? Rich. Think about Obama. Yeah. When Obama went into the presidency, right? He was still paying student loans, him and his wife. Yeah. When yeah. Obama came out of the presidency, what is he? Multi-millionaire, right? Yeah. Buying all the and all the, these other places. The yeah. So he was rewarded, right? Yeah. Okay, and you know, and you know something else. You know, even when when they attacked Obama's wife, it said she looked like a gorilla or something. something. One of them senators said that uh, he didn't even attack him. He didn't hey, even... Doctor Rogers, you can't, you can't, you can't mute your your your, your girl Baba Buatu in the back because you could hear having a special conversation or whatever she's talking about. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, I, it, it, the example of the kind of politician that black people need to have comes out of the comes out of the cotton fields of Mississippi by the name of a woman named Fannie Lou Hamer. That's, that's the, right. That's the spirit that the politician. That's right. That's what we need. One of the greatest women we ever we ever produced. I always listen to Tavis Smiley. And Thomas Smiley says that Martin Luther King was the greatest American ever produced. I don't know about that, but hey, that's his that's his opinion. But yeah, Fannie Lou Hamer, oh yeah, that was a woman right there, man, that showed the example of how our ancestors that's right were that's right that's and right grew into struggle. Because think about it, Doctor Rogers. It ain't been that long ago that Cracker was doing what he was doing to us. It's true. It's still doing it right now. Yeah. It's just it's just done in a little bit of different Different fashion. Way. Exactly. But you know, the sad thing is that we're in a position to where this white man done got it to where you can't even teach your children about the ancestors and what happened to the ancestors because they don't want it to be known that they some of the most brutal, wicked, evil, twisted, sick dogs on the planet that has ever been produced. Yeah, yeah. They just, nothing is made about the bastards. Exactly. And they don't want the world to, to, to know that. So, you know, you got people like the Santas in Florida and all these other places than Texas doing what they do. You know, they ain't fooling nobody. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that they're able to get away with it in a sense because black people ain't truly organized and don't have the ability to really put it on these clouds. You know, it's like I always say. Until you get to the point to where you can target white folks in a specific way to cut off their resources, then you can always be in this position. Because they don't really care nothing about all that other stuff. All they care about is their money. Mm -hmm. So the biggest mistake that black folks is making is, unfortunately, is we can't come together collectively it destroys something like a Pepsi Cola or or, or 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 some other entity 
Right. You know what I mean? Imagine what would happen. And think about this. If black folks for a whole month said they wasn't purchasing anything from Amazon, do you know the dynamics of what would happen? Oh, man. And how oh, man. That, that, that company oh, man. would put pressure on the government to do things? Even just saying that. To make certain systematic changes. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it one time in Atlanta going after those six major companies when I think they did something in regards to the Monkey Man Twisted Sisters about gay rights or something. Well, well you I remember they did it I when they were they did it when they were trying to start a union uh, at Amazon, and that that brother went okay. up against that redneck out uh, of South Carolina. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, um, Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham. Oh, did. that's a twisted. That's a twisted sick freak there. Oh, that's here. Cover homo. Hey man, that that's ain't Beverly Hillbillies. He, Hill he just need to come out. He just need to come out the closet and just say, "I take back shots." You know what I mean? And, and, and apologize. To the American, the American people for for fooling them for so many years. That's what he needs to do. I yeah. I really don't like Lindsey Graham at all. I'm hoping that the that the people of the latter indict him just like they do Giuliani because I think they're really too scared to indict Trump. I mean, I wish they would, but I think they're too scared to indict Trump. But Trump need to be indicted. Yeah, that's a that's a um, deeper history there. That's a deeper you know, history. That's a deeper history. Yeah, that's, and that right there, and brother, that, Jay, that look, right there is, is 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 something that um you gotta be on top of or or the sense. But you know, like I was saying, was that you got those six major companies in Atlanta. Imagine. If the black people in Atlanta just said that we was going to do a Montgomery boycott style thing on Home Depot or the other one, do you know the type of damage that it would be done? Do you know that would make those corporations say, nah, we got to change something? But we don't, we don't think on that level because you got so-called black leadership always telling you to go march on a Saturday in Washington. Like, what the F that's going to do right. on a Saturday in Washington when everything is shut down? You're supposed to go march during the week when business is open to really make some sort of inconvenience. Right. But, you know, that's the game. Yeah, that's the is. game that be played, played <clears throat> on us. Well, you and, know, uh, Big Rose love per dead. You well, know, but it is what it is, brother. But I know. Brother Jay, know, I want to... Let me, let me just say... Honor. Let me just it's say something real quickly. To talk to you, man. Good. You see. know, we got to chop it up. We got to chop yeah, it up. Yeah, we do. Off, we do. Off the air. But listen, I need you to do something for me. Sure. I need you to come back Friday. Say, say it again? I need you to come back Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Because, listen, I heard they got my man Franklin Boogie Woogie Jones on Wednesday. 
So to win ourselves with that, that we need you on Friday, brother, until <laughs> Oshi get back. Because, I mean, you just do a great show, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You your know? show is, like, top tier, man. I really, I really enjoy when you are on the air. It's just unfortunate I don't get a chance to listen to you that much. Right, right. But, man, but I, I tell you, man, I'm enjoying the day, man. Well, that's good. Thank you so much, Brother Jay. And I just want to let All right, let brother, it. just put me on mute. I will. Or I'll mute myself. Okay. All Sounds right. good. I'm listening. All right, brothers and sisters, we're going to uh, not we're going to work through our uh, top of the hour because uh, we kind of did that a little bit. We just want to get back into our conversation, uh, brother brother West out of Atlanta, Georgia. We've been dragging your city through the mud, uh, but I think we need to because it's a bunch of mess. Uh, anyway, every time I turn on and see them stupid commercials between Herschel Walk and Warnock, it just makes me want to throw up. Um, but uh, but anyway, brother West, where are you there? You you want you got a few words you want to say? Yes, sir, Doc. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Doc. How you how you be, man? How you doing? Oh man, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. With the, I appreciate brother Ocean for giving me this opportunity. Yes, sir. Ocean gave y'all uh, gave me all your contact information, so I'm gonna start sending you information, man. Oh, please do that. Please young. do that. Please. Yes, sir. That's that's what that's what keep me young. I get people sending me stuff to keep fat on my brain, man. I love I it. Change, man. I love it. But uh, uh, but uh, uh, speaking of Hershey, man, I hate to tell y'all, Doc, but my grandfather was the one who worked for the University of Georgia and Atlanta faculty that went and got Hershey out the Georgia woods, man, walking behind that mule. My grandfather, man. Yeah, is. 1979. Oh, damn. Yeah, and she, I'm sorry to hear that, man. So I, I, my apology to the black nation. Because Hershey was only supposed to run the football, not run his mouth. But uh, my father's to the black nation, man. <laughs> so he's supposed to run the football, not his mouth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. That's what he, he was clone meltdown, man. He just got bigger than what he supposed to be trying to be, man. It's a shame. It's a shame, Doc. I'm sorry to hear that, man, that my grandfather did that, man. Yeah, okay. He him behind that mule. But, uh, 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 uh. Uh, we get a lot of interference or something, man. Somebody yeah, it's something, yeah I know it's a lot. Uh, somebody in the background is uh... Hello, but, I'm uh, driving a truck. Can you hear me? Y'all need to mute yeah, me. We need, yeah, you mute yourself, Please mute me. I'm, I'm just mute listening. Button. Your phone got huh? a mute button, ain't it? Your phone oh. got a mute button, ain't it? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and do that myself. But I, I appreciate it, bro. Listening in. All right now. All right. Are we come. I'm, I'll come right back to you, brother. I get. I come. Yeah. I come grab you right over yeah. here. <laughs> hey, hey, Doc. But speaking about uh, our people, man, our people got uh, a propensity to quote all our uh, past leaders, man. And see, our past leaders, like Marcus Garvey, didn't want to be our, our what you call idolized. They wanted us to do what he did, man. That's you right. Know, even Yeshua in the book. What do you say? Things that he did, we can do also. So, uh, Doc, you know how many members in the UANIA? How many members they got? They got a membership number. Right now, right now, they got well over. We got well over a million. Dr. Bridges, you know how many members you you now got now, right now? <laughs> Dr. Bridges, he's gone. Yeah, he's going. I there. say that, Doc, man. Yeah, they got over a member million, Doc. Marcus Garvey started business and industries, man. Right. Okay, I would join them if they want to just start a toilet paper company or something, Doc. Okay, I mean, it's time for business, man. It do, is. Do like Kim Bridges did, man. Do like Kim Bridges did. 
The UNIA and a lot of other groups, they all they do is idolize uh, our past leaders, man. They can quote everything these past leaders said, okay, instead of doing what they did. Doc, that's what pissed me off about black people, especially the UNIA, man. I, if they start one business, toilet paper or street cleaning or something, man, that's I right. put some money with them, man. That's right. You know what I mean? I, I put some money with them, Doc. But uh, man, that's that that just that that just aggravates me, man. We just sitting here sitting back quoting what our past leaders did, man. Instead of doing what they said, do they left the blueprints, man? Mm-hmm. All right, that's what get me, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my point right there. I'm stuck on that, man. I'm tired of talking. It's time to put the get, put the skin in the game, man. Quit talking, man. I, I agree. So I'm gonna mute myself, Doc. Okay. I'm gonna start sending you information, man. Please I got do. your phone number and your email. Okay, so that's great. Some information. That's great. I just wanted to let you know, man. Thank I you, sir. Appreciate it, Doc. Thank Carry you. On. Appreciate you, job. too. I love you. All right. Love you, too, brother. All right. Okay, Atlanta, Georgia, 404-446. Now, don't forget to take yourself off mute. 404-446. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. can hear you real good. How you doing? Okay. I'm doing okay. This is Brother Jelani. I'm... I'm really uh, calling in uh, in response to an invitation to listen to y'all uh, converse about the music industry. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, I was wanting to see at what. Please do. Yes, that's right. That's what we were doing. Uh, we got off onto yeah, some I'll, other I'll stuff. Yeah, but that's good. Come right that's on. Up. Come right on with it. But, but, were y'all uh, basically talking about the stack company or the stack year? Well, no, it started off dealing with the, the political activism of, of African people uh, based on the generation of, of music being used to, to, to push us into effort. You know, music has always been, it's what Marlena Karinga called Kumumba, uh, has been to drive us into doing it. Uh, and most cultures, Native Americans had music. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how it's used to, to push us into political action. And, uh, you know, we talked about, okay. obviously, the watch stacks and what watch stacks which were supposedly designed to do is wake up the consciousness of our people uh, and to yeah. keep them going. And yeah. I would think that, okay, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but uh, I, I was thinking as far as music, one one aspect that it, it's really uh, playing as far as important for us, there's been so many ways that we've been disconnected from each other. Yes, indeed. In our communities stuff like that and when we hear music a lot a lot of times we still have to have that same connection as to what we uh like mutually and, and so i think that uh we well on one side that tells us that we're still connected and that we ought to use that to our advantage or keep using it to our advantage but the other another time it, it's a, it's a bad thing when it when it states that we're not getting any more uh, connected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a warning sign too that that we're holding on by a thread. I like that. I like so, that. So, so I, I think uh, I think this is a great conversation, and and uh, and I and I love our people and our people's music, but uh, I, I think that uh, we really need to. Uh, uh, Put in some time in sitting together and seeing how we can we can make it really work for us to get like the brother was talking just a while ago, uh, pertaining to building businesses and stuff like that. 
you know, we can direct our music. Right, right. I agree. Yeah. And you know, one of the things right. that we have to think about, too, that might be a lot of reasons why some of those key institutions that we had in black America were taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember the power of black radio, black radio was a way uh, of yeah. doing that. And, you know, yeah. we, we can't get an FCC license like we used to. Uh, yeah. Can't do that. You know, what's that broad radio yeah. one and all those stations that got all the thousand license? Uh, we, yeah. We can't break they into that. almost all of the, of the, air, air, the airways. Right. So we they control the airways. Uh, so what we do is we use this type of medium, which is internet radio. Uh, that can't work. Okay. But, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that's okay, you know. But it's not it's not like uh, something that's like visible and accessible in the community, right? Like a radio station, a physical radio station would be because they would have different things happening at the radio station. That's too, right. That that's right. People to be able to do. That's right. That's right. And you remember they used so to. Go ahead. Sir. They used to. Uh, like on Saturday evenings, they could go out into the streets of the cities that they lived in and, and have those on-site broadcasts. Uh, and people would yeah. walk up to the radio and they'd give them little gifts and kids would come around. and yeah. you know, So it was, it was a way of galvanizing our people. And uh, we, yeah. we've got to keep that going. It's not up to somebody else to do it. We've got to do that. And we've got to control our own sources. And that's some of the things that we've, we've lost, you know. Even the black businesses, the black yeah. businesses got to hang into some of those things because that's how they used to get the message out. Uh, yeah. So We definitely got to gotta use that music to our advantage. But that's, I, I didn't want to take up all your time there, and I'm surprised I got this time anyway. That's it. Good. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you came. Uh, this is okay. the Black African Perspectives. This is the Brother Oshiyami Adelabu uh, program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on timeforanawakening.com. If any of you are listening via the Internet and would like to call us with your ideas, you can do so at area code 215-490-9832. Uh, the reason that you do not hear Brother Oshi today is he's a He's away on some business, and uh, he will be back with you, I think, on Wednesday. And so he asked me to fill in. My name is Dr. William Rogers. I have a program on Tuesdays called Africa, uh, Africa Perspectives, but it, uh, it's a program called the Black Reality Think Tank. It comes on from uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time to 9. And so if, you, if you're ever uh, available at that time, please tune in to us as well. Same telephone number. Uh, 215-490-9832. And we basically talk about the same kinds of things that Brother Oshi talks about. And then we have another program that comes on Saturday uh, that's done by elders. They basically are dealing with issues around health and community, uh, helping us to stay healthy, uh, be, a, be aware of these crazy medical systems uh, that probably would rather take us out than heal us. Uh, so those are some of the kind of things that uh, we do with that program. That program comes on Saturdays uh, from 6 p.m. Central Time uh, to 8 p.m. So we welcome you to listen to that as well. But today we're talking about, uh, we're carrying the conversation over from last Friday 
where Brother Oshie had a guest that came on uh, that was a part of the Watchstacks uh, music uh, celebration. And so we are here to, to uh, just kind of continue. It was such a rejuvenating discussion and conversation. We enjoyed it so much, had so many people dialoguing back and forward. Uh, music does that. So we decided that we would continue it uh, during his absence and, uh, and look at the power of music. Uh, in the spirit of what uh, Marlena Karinga called in the principles of Nguso Saba, uh, Kumba. Uh, we get that energy. There's an energy in there. It's not just notes and dots and lines. That spirit, that soul to music. So when Al Green used to stand up to that pulpit uh, and to his that microphone, uh, and he would bellow out those ballads that he sang, and all the women would holler and screaming. I remember going to the parlor one time, and Al Green was singing. Got up there and started singing that song. My wife jumped up and said, "I'm going down there and get me a flower." I said, "Girl, you better sit down." <laughs> you know, uh, because you're just so moving. This kumba. You know, keep remembering that. And we started our conversation today by saying that it's kind of like what the old black church used to call, there is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. It's a healing. It's a way to bring our people together. Everybody has used it. Brother Marcus came on and talked about the Rastafari and how they used music to fight a revolution they fought a revolution with music. They still are. Peter Tosh is still singing. The whalers are still singing. Their children are singing. Have you ever heard Ziggy Molly sing? Now, just like his daddy, Damien Molly. And then even they are producing babies that are singing reggae. Lauren Hill's children, who was married to one of the Molly boys, still singing reggae. And you take some reggae music and put it on your system on Saturday morning while you're trying to clean the house and let that bass, what they call that dub, let that dub hit, man, you make you want to shout. That's, that's the spirit of Kaumba. That's the spirit that can change. Uh, it can move a revolution forward. It was so powerful when the Native Americans used it, the white soldiers wiped them out. Uh, it's with the whole image of the, the peace, buried me at wounded knee. And the Native Americans stood up and they played them drums and said they said they were calling the spirits of their ancestors back to help them fight this war. And the soldiers said, oh, hell no. Uh -uh. And they wiped them all out. Men, women, and children. Get a chance, if you haven't ever seen that documentary, look at it. Bury me and wounded me. It's with Native people fighting back, using music to move their culture forward. <coughs> and so that's what we've been trying to do and talk about here today, the power of that. Let me go over here to my brother from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, uh, man. Uh, well, uh, Philadelphia, I'll get to you in just a minute, but he was on first. He's been on for about an hour and a half, so, so I just thought I want to give him a chance to speak. Um, my brother from Albuquerque, New Mexico, 8568. Good afternoon. How you doing, brother? 
I'm just listening, man. That's a good program. I'm just taking it all in, man. Thank you. Thank you, you know, so much. Thank you. Good, good okay. energy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, now, Atlanta, you got it? Go ahead. I'm sorry, not Atlanta. Uh, yeah, 404, 453. Hey, hey, Doc, yeah, man. Speaking uh -huh. of the music, uh, uh, it seems designed for the, if, you, if I beat a drum at 672 beats a minute, uh -huh. that's your heartbeat. It'll make you move, man. So that's uh, you're right about the music, man. I know a brother named Brother Ray. Uh -huh. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, people beat drums all around the world, man, at 3 yeah. p.m. Eastern. So next next Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, uh, all around the world, you got this shit on the table, man. Oh, really? So Brother Ray Pontron. Yeah, that's Walter Funtrard's brother. Brother Ray? Okay. He's about your age, man. I know you know the Funtrards, man. He was with yeah, Dr. King. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, one time on your show, I get him to call your show, man. Oh, I love it. Up, man. I love he, it. Because he, he, yeah, he was with Dr. King, man. And, and he was just driving. He said, he told Dr. King if, if, if one of them devils spit on him and hit him, he going to fight back, man. So Dr. King mostly told him to stay home, man. But I... I I'm going to get to call your show probably tomorrow on Tuesday, man. Please do that. Oh, brother Ray Funtrard. Please do yeah, that. That's Walter Funtrard's brother, man. Right. But this music thing, man, is great because the music we grew up on was 0.5 to they heard. And that's a love sound. So Barry White, uh, 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 Isaac Hayes, Lou Rawls was singing in, man. 5 okay. to they heard. And so I just saw something today that when Janet Jackson came out with that song Rhythm Nation in, in the year 2000 yeah, yeah. that thing was blowing uh, that song was blowing up people's laptops man I'm going to see the information it'll blow your mind yeah send me that that, uh, that Rhythm Nation send that me. Rhythm Nation just that song alone and you remember uh, Ella Fitzgerald when she hit that note it bust the windows right remember that yeah I remember that yeah her and uh... okay, okay so we got yes sir and so you're right, man, about this music, how it be moving us, and we don't really like to know how it works, but it's all uh, uh, subliminal and going with our heartbeat. Yeah. So I start playing some music now, 72 beats a minute, everybody yeah. on the line will start uh, moving, man. Is that so what... Is, absolutely right, Doc. That's all. Is that what Beyonce is doing? Yeah, Beyonce, yeah, because she, she, yeah, she can't sing, man. Just, no, she can't that's sing. That's why Jay-Z knew about... That's why Jay-Z came out with that song, 440. It was about 440 hertz, man. Oh, wow, All right, that's okay. what that was about. And so this stuff more deeper than what, what we know it is, but we know it's moving people. I and now it. they also got some kind of computer-generated rapper, rapper now that is virtual, all virtual, where they took the algorithm of high music and the computer doing this thing. I, call, I just saw that today. And I'm going to send you all the information I got, man, because it's fun time to be alive. Okay, y'all elders keep me going, and y'all folks keep me going by information. That keeps fat on my brain, man. Keep me going on with the time, man. Right. I'm going to mute myself that you call somebody else. Okay, I'm, I'm thank, thank you so much, man. Please send me that information. Yes, I, I'd love to have that. You know. Yes, sir. Okay, all yes, right. Sir. All right, thank you. Uh, we've got a queen mother that's on, uh, and I'm sorry, I hope I have overlooked her a little bit, uh, and just kind of see if we can hear from her uh, and see if there's some things that she has to say. I know uh, Brother Oshik called on her uh, last week. That's uh, Sister Nobanti. Nobanti? Sister Nobanti? Out of California? No, um, that's my Californian number, but I actually live in uh, Decatur, Georgia. Oh, okay. Uh, You're right down the street from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm right over here. Oh, 
They buy, buy the Moore House in Atlanta. You know, Moore House over there in that, uh, what's that, Cambridge area? Uh, okay. uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in the city of Decatur. Yeah. All so right. I'm, I'm basically listening. I'm huh. learning a lot from uh, Good, I appreciate you know, it. the conversation about the music. It's, it's uh, quite interesting to hear and right. also to, to learn. So I thank you for this topic. Right. You know, and it's so interesting because that I had been hearing about microwaves and sound waves and stuff for a long time being used as a manipulation system. Uh, and then not too long ago, and, uh, I remember, I don't try not to listen to too much of it now, but there was some documentary on 60 Minutes CBS where people were coming out of some building in the White House and uh, they would walk out to speak to go to lunch and almost drop dead. And they found out that there was some kind of a wavelength being pushed that way uh, and used like a weapon and uh, to change that. Uh, and and I've, I've even heard it in, in other areas as well, too. And it's really frightening stuff. And I think that's why this discussion... I don't. I, I personally don't have a, a lot of information to get into it as a discussion, no more than just what I've read. Um, I remember that there was one that they said could be used, and that it could be pointed towards your your mind or your brain, and it would make you do crazy things like assassinate somebody or shoot somebody or kill somebody. Uh, it was photo photogenetic, something like that. I don't know. If anybody knows anything about that, I I welcome you to. To, to mention it, uh, it had been invented uh, by some European country uh, to create this. Yeah, um, I heard about that when uh-huh. they talked about some of the serial killers. Right. The question is whether they, they use that technology to get some of these young uh, 18, 19-year-old uh, Caucasian boys to do what they do. Right. Um, and it's very dangerous. It's a yes. very dangerous way to get into somebody's mind and get them to do something that is atrocious as, as I've seen it happen, you know, throughout the country. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know all the science behind it, but I know it's there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah, because I tell you, you know, as, as I reflect back, um, I don't think that we have heard anywhere near the details of what that Dylan Roof situation was about. We haven't dealt with that like it leads to. That's a, that's a laboratory project. Uh, is to listen at how that white boy walked up into that church, turned and put his hand on that doorknob, turned it, walked in there like nothing happened, sat down in that seat, and pulled out a pistol and assassinated the people that he did. We, we haven't heard the full the effect of where that comes from and how that happened. That's just not some redneck confederate flag waving because that's what they try to go ahead brother uh-huh. I said, you're not going to get the information on it either say I can't hear you say it one more time the young fellow that killed my people in South Carolina yes I said and you're not going to get the back the information oh on yeah went down. yeah I believe that I believe that I, I agree I agree with you yeah because it's too potent and this will be used again. And uh, so, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're Dr. Right. Rogers. Yes, sir. Brother Marcus. Just, just, just a quick input here. Um, 
you know, in Zimbabwe, when they were fighting that war in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. against um, Ian Smith, it was Bob Marley music they used to inspire the troops to, to you know, that battle at Tito Carnival that um, killed them South Africans. And one more little thing. Um, there is a man, the actual person who started the Rastafarian movement, his name is Leonard Howell. Um, mm. He was a Darviite. I heard but that. But incidentally, Leonard Howell, he was a Darviite, but he was a Rasta. <laughs> so that's what, uh, uh, what ironically I just wanted to input that there. But that music, yes, the music is a powerful, powerful weapon. When I listen to Sister Nina Simone, yeah. You oh know, man. Oh, Nina. Moving music. Nina mm. Simone. I mean, mm. you know, just she got a song that said four women. That song is a powerful song. You know. Yes, and it just is. Wanted to put that in. Yes, it is. Yes, it hey, is. Hey, Doctor Rogers. Yes. Hey, hey, hey Doctor Rogers. You right, man. You right on the money, man. I got information called Operation Crimson Mist. Where they put this sound out is to make the uh, the Hutu and the Tutsi fight each other, man. Okay, you right, man. With well, the subliminal stuff, bro. You right up the alley, man. You you got the fat on your brain, man. I love it, man. The information <laughs> coming out, man. And, and, and they got they got a weapon called the mosquito, man. Where they play this sound, and only people under the age of twenty five can hear it. They did did a test run in twenty nineteen in Philadelphia. Called at this park, they put some speakers up, playing this sound, and all the young folks under 25 heard it, and they went crazy, man. It, I mean, you, you right on the money, Doc. Right, you didn't right. Well, man. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for our people to catch up, man. So I'm, I don't think you a whole bunch of stuff on your email. Make sure you do that. Make sure you do that. Stuff. I already sent it to you. You already got it. Man. Okay, good. Get your email as good. you talk, man. Okay. As you talk, I, I send it to you live, man. Okay. This stuff is wild, man, what they can do with this style, man. I got the patent numbers and all that. They got something called a patent, 5159703, where just off your television alone, they can send the sound out when you don't hear it just to make people do stuff. They can make off that sound off the TV, make everybody get up and go and buy a McDonald's sandwich, man. Yeah. So how you think they remember when all... Them black people, all them wanted that damn Popeye chicken sandwich a couple of years ago. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. remember. That? They, they hit it with that sound wave, man. man it, yeah. They did it, yeah, they did it in uh, 2020 where they made everybody go buy toilet paper, man. Remember that? Yeah. All, everybody buy it. Was going crazy. I remember See, I that. I'm telling you the information, man. Well, you, you know, know they, they, joke, man. they used to do it in it's the off. movie. They used to do it in the movie theater. Uh, they do something mm-hmm. make make you go buy popcorn. That's right. Absolutely right, man. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. So we see what the devil doing now, man. That's the point now. We see what the devil doing. We see the illusion, man. We got him. Right. That's my job to share information. Y'all got it, man. I'll be quiet. Let y'all go ahead. That's good. Brother Brother Herbert, let me ask you something, Brother Herbert. Um, And I know you were around during the Vietnam. You were in the Vietnam War stuff. But I read an article maybe about a month ago. That and I read it because uh, I was reading that uh, uh, something on Spike Lee's movie uh, uh, that he did called The Bloods, <clears throat> and the technique that the uh, Vietnamese were using um, to play music 
and to talk over this humongous megaphone system that would reach all the way through the Viet Cong uh, wildlife system uh, to make the soldiers want to drop their guns uh, and to pick up uh, and to, to, you know, to leave the battlefield. Did you hear that that was a programmed music that was being, that the Viet Cong were using uh, to do that? Have you, anybody ever heard that, that whole process? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, that's what oh, I, definitely. they said it would make you drop your gun and walk away. Better believe it, Chief. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you better believe it. Oh man, this is too much. But where's what happened to West? Oh, let's let's hear West about the frequency. I love to hear that. Brother yeah. West, what what's that they were doing in Viet Cong when they when they made they were? Yes, you, sir. You know, Spike Lee did that in his movie The Bloods. Uh, he he was using. Yes, sir. They, they did it in uh, what's that? Iraq, man. They made them soldiers give up. It's called the Voice of God weapon, Doc. Everything wow. I tell y'all. What's the name of it again? What's the name of the weapon? What's the name of the weapon? What? Voice of God, man, the voice of God weapon, man. When people think they talking to God, they talking to these demons, man. <laughs> especially they especially they use it on all these these special women that be, be going to church on Sunday. Yeah. They usually good, man, on these church folks, man. Uh-huh. That's why I, I did a test with my sister that came from church. I just said the, the sky blue and grass green or the grass green, the sky blue, she wanted to argue, man. I know when well, people get hit with that weapon, man. And you know what, though? You know, I'm going to tell you something. Now, you know, a lot of that comes from uh, tradition, traditional African theology because, you know, there's a piece in the, that, that the Africans have always known is that the word, the word can stop something. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a system, there's a not word called enomo, the enomo. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Yeah, the same thing. So you use the word, and like even the Bible said, in the beginning was the word, and the and the word was with God. <laughs> so when you hear that sound, that's God talking. What what what, what God they talking about? Well, the, the, well, obviously in the African tradition, it was the God of the Igboga. I mean the Yoruba God, you know, because it was Yoruba ideology that that talked about that you know but you know it, it got crisscrossed over the years you know you know where i'm going with that but hey west what you think of that well uh they, they know the real sound of god is 528 hertz but they flipped it man that's what okay. hitler did when he went from 528 hertz to 432 so uh the devil's the airway of the sound right now man of the app yeah. you're right my brother whatever whatever god meant for good these fools are flipped it man yeah and particularly hey, it's working good they got uh they know what kind of pitch that we can pick up on man the sound the audio so they yeah. flipped all that man even the music bro and so yeah. even i mean this stuff crazy now so you got to pay attention to what you be hearing because like i said i heard a lady said her son was like under 25. He came to her and said, Mama, you hear that sound? The mama couldn't hear it. She cried my age. So she said, no, she didn't hear it, but the, the boy heard it. Mm-hmm. And so y'all listen to y'all cheering what they be talking about after what they hear, man. And mm-hmm. they got certain pictures where only women can hear, man. Okay? Mm-hmm. Only women can hear. So these devils are slick, man, but we don't figure them out. We got them, man. Well, so, that's, uh, why they call, uh, that's, why, that's why they call devils. That's God. That's the pitch fault, man. That's what the pitch fault is. That's the sound, man. That wasn't no. That's why Elijah Muhammad researched 
Wow. I tell you, man, I really appreciate you, brothers and sisters, uh, for the knowledge that you bring. This is what has to happen with our people. We've got to bring this knowledge. We've got to give it to our young people now. Now, let's don't rule them out. They've got to hear this, Brother West. These young brothers and sisters, these young brothers got to hear that. The ones that are putting that garbage in their mouth with them big bottles of liquor. But some young people people told me I got to learn how to play the game. Yeah. Some young people told me I was having a discussion with them, and they're college graduates. They said, you know what your problem is? You got to learn how to play the game. This is what some kids told me. Mm. I said, yeah, 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 I, said, I said the fact I said by the fact that I'm 81 and I'm still here and didn't participate in the game, there's something going on with what I'm doing and what you doing. Hey Doc, what I do is with the young folks, man, I start quoting some of their music, you know, like uh the song about uh, uh I'm living my best life. Yeah. And yeah. got time to go back. I, I talk to them in their music, man. Now, what, didn't didn't Chuck down. didn't Chuck D have all that knowledge? Chuck D's got a lot of that knowledge, right? That yeah. that five yeah. percent. Yes, sir. The more simple stuff. Professor Griff, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Professor Griff. And Professor Gus Griff, man. right? Well, I had his number. Yeah, yeah. Well, to my work, to my man, eighty-one. Yeah, I'm on like the third or fourth page of this book. You take everybody telling me to write a book. My man just said. I'm only like third page of the book, so I'm doing that with y'all tell me, sir. No, I, to- I told you that you have to write the book. Yeah, you I got to write it. it. I didn't suggest it. I didn't suggest yes. you write a book. I yes. told that you have to write the book. That's right. That's right, yes. Brother Wes. And I, I'm, I'm on the third there's, page there's, right there's, now, there's, there's a difference between after and suggesting. I told you that it's, that, that it's imperative that you write a book about these frequencies. Yes, Isn't that what I said? Yes. Yes, sir. That's what I'm okay. doing right now. I'm on the third page now. I didn't suggest it. I said that's what you have to do. Right. Yes, sir. Well, I like anyway, that. Anyway, 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 you kind of, you all kind of glossed over what I said about the young people told me. I, what I need to do is learn how to play the game. Right. Nobody, nobody, nobody commented about that. What, what, what do you think that? What do you think he meant? What do you think he meant? Play the game. No, I'm asking. I know what they meant. I'm asking because I'm talking to them. I'm saying. And I'm asking you, what do you think they meant? I know what they meant. They said, you know what your problem is? This is what they graduate all these black cops from these black college. They said, you know what your problem is, uh, sir? You need to learn. You need to learn. And I went over it a couple of times to make sure I got it right. I said, repeat that again. You need, your problem is, you need to learn how to play the game. You what, 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 what comes to my mind what comes to my mind when you say that is that you need to learn how the the, the movement of this universe works because um, that's the only game that there is is the universal movement the knowledge so what, they, what they were telling me what they were telling me is the fact that I'm behind the time and I need to get on board with what's going on with their game. See, they, they, see I, them, I don't play games. I'm not in the game business. Yeah. I don't do games. And if I do a game, it's going to be my game. Right. You know what I'm saying? The game I was raised by was my, my black father, who got me to 81 years old and with a sound mind. They all over the place. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what, your lane, what lane you're supposed to be in 
as individuals. You don't have a you don't have a clue to what 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 lane you should be in. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. 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 So, so, but they all college tracks. I'm behind the times. I don't know what's going on. Because I, I think that's good advice, but I think it's got to be worked out, though. You know, because young people are not going to understand that. Huh? Well, well, Andy, well, Andy. Maybe, that's, you why know. People, that's why I ask people when they, when they talk about God. This, this, what God are you talking about? Because, I mean, you know, your God ain't necessarily my God. What God are you talking about? When, when, when people bring up this God thing, you know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of God. But what God are you following? Yes, sir, brother Marcus. Yes. Yeah. Well, the the only game I know we can play with the white man is hypocrisy. My daughter went away to school. My daughter went went away to school in August and came back for Thanksgiving in November, whenever that is. And we had a long conversation. I said, "What's what's hot school? What's going on? You know, boom, 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 boom." And after three the time, she said, you know, Dad, you need to learn how to play the game. I said, oh, I said, you just got here. You just went away to school for two or three months, and you're going to come back here. I'm three times your age. You're going to come back here and tell me I need to learn how to play the game? You understand what I'm saying? I must be playing a good game to be here this long with a sound mind. You just got here. And you coming back with It's just like when these kids go away, you have, you have rugs in your house. They go away. When they come back, they got shit. They bring shit on their shoes in your house. But but let me ask you something, my brother. Don't you think when you say play the game that the only game is the universal game? Is the is the game of the universe? And the, and so what if you got to learn something? What, you got to what, learn what universe? What universe you talking about? The one that you suck in the air to stay alive. Okay. You talking about the law of physics, man? For every action, that equal and opposite reaction, man. That's the only universe I know, man. That's the only one. That's the only one. We got to learn that one. We don't even know how to suck ass. That's right. To stay alive. We don't know what to eat. What that boy? What that boy? You talking about the natural order of things? That what you talking about? Universe? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The natural order of stuff. The thing that when you get up in the morning, you got that big, that big ball of. How many people? How many people know what that is? Well, it's. How many people you know? How many people you know know what the natural order of things is? Very few, under, except for those okay. who who have taught us. There are some. There are some. The Africans do that when they woke up in the morning and saw that big ball of fire in the sky. They had to sit down and figure out what the hell is that. Yep. That's right. That's right. So was they playing a game? Were they playing the game or what? <laughs> so you got to figure so, uh, out what that, that is. That word, man. The words and fuck people, man. The words got you, that's, man. Well, that's, 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 well, that's, 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 that's how the devil works. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he so here's a kid gonna come back. Here's a kid gonna come back from a black, so-called black school. You understand? Know and say, hey, you know, be, try to be as effective as they can. They gonna say, you know, your your problem is you need to learn how to play the game. And I'm saying, well, what game are you talking about? See, we don't Dr. even Rogers. we don't even know what to eat yet. But Doctor Rogers, hold on there. Yes, sir. Let me ask you, brother, a question. Go right ahead. What about hypocrisy? Can we use hypocrisy and the white man? Hello. What happened? 
Yes, I'm saying he was asking you hypocrisy. What about hypocrisy? Because that's what the white man use, you know. That's the game. Hypocrisy. So we use hypocrisy on him. Well, I don't believe nothing they say at all. Nothing. You got to do the opposite, whatever they say. Good, bad, or indifferent. I don't believe, I listen, but I don't believe a damn thing. Because there's something in me tells me what's cool and what ain't. Right. I was born with that. I do the opposite of what them say, man, what they say. But, like, see, the white man got to learn for consequences. A lot of times you don't have to do anything. You don't have I just listen to what they say. I listen to what they put out there. You understand? People call it brainwashing. I don't call it brainwashing. I call it being slick. That's playing the game. That's slick. They got a, let me tell you, they got a game going on out here. I mean, it's just, I give them credit. I give, I, listen, I give the enemy credit. When, they, when they're doing a good, making a good move, like playing a good chess game and make a good move, I get my son's arguing with me that, about that all night. I said, listen, you got to give the enemy credit when they make a good move on your black ass. But you ain't paying attention. That move was that move was contemplated before he even thought about making that move, because he knows where he's going with that move to come to come and get your ass. You know what I'm saying? But you sitting up there thinking that you know you know you're playing fast. You're playing. You you're going by the rules. I don't fuck the rules, man. I see what they do. I why I talk to them, and I give them credit. I said, you know, that's a, that's a very smart move. And they said to me, how could you say that? I said, well, I got to get credit where credit is due, man. You know, and you're getting over with it. You're getting by with it. But I know what you're doing. I know exactly what I'm looking right at. You know what I'm saying? Man, they, they, but, uh, they took what we got and used it against us, man. That's all okay. they did. Everything that we, everything, what they did, they took what we told them and what they got from us and used it against us, man. Well, they That's got, all they, they, they got us. Listen, they got us, when, like I yeah. said, when, when these kids come home from school and tell me I gotta learn how to play the game, this girl is going from high school to college, from August to Thanksgiving, and come back. I don't even know her. Like, she's an alien. I said, what did you say? I don't. I don't jump on her like that's what she's being taught. You see what I'm saying? That's a in your own family, your wife, your kids, your grandkids—they're all corrupt. <sighs> They well, the book said it was going to be times like this, man. It said it was going to be times like this, right, man. The time is looking right down your face, in your face. I mean, they, it's not that they're looking to be corrupt, but they think they're doing the right thing. They're, listen, man, like I said, I give these people credit, man. I watch, But see, to go against them with your own people, they'll attack you. Your own, when you try to pull their coat, me and my daughter, we don't even talk. We got nothing to talk about. Because she's made it clear she's on the other side. She's not on my She ain't down with me. You understand? She came through me to get in this world. She's on the other side. We have nothing to talk about. When she's around me, she's as nervous as she can be. She, she, can't, even, she can't even talk good. She's trying to be so polite and so distant. I told her, I said, don't, it's not your fault, sweetheart. You know, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's not your fault. Don't worry about it. I know, I know what happened to you. Right, I went right. to the same school. What? And I and I let, I was I went down in August to the same school to play basketball. I was back in two months, but I said, "Hey, this is a joke here, man." This, but see, I had a black father, a black man, a black. I mean, a real black man. He said, "Listen, if you live long enough, you'll understand. Pay attention. Stay in your lane." Right, right. That's right. 
Well, listen, brothers and sisters, it's obviously that time again. Brother Kwaku, are you there? I don't know if you were going to control that closing out part, but nevertheless, I really, really, really appreciate all of you. Uh, nothing but words of wisdom and thought and spirit. Uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, will soothe our sin-sick souls. And when I say sin-sick souls, I'm not talking spirituality kinds of things. I'm talking that trauma that we have to experience by living on what the Honorable Elijah Mohan called um, this place known as North America. I'm talking about that sense, through that, that trauma that we have to deal with every day. Uh, and our children and our women have to deal with that. Uh, but I appreciate you for that, providing us with that. Brother West, as, as always, you're great. Brother Marcus, thank you so much. Brother Horby White, your support is just unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, so Brother Quaku uh, is here. He's going to close us out. You know, Brother Oshie's uh, closing words are always uh, the, words the most potent tool in the hands of the oppressor. Stephen Biko. There you go. That's what uh, that's what he always ends with. Brother Oshie, wherever you are, uh, enjoy yourself, man. Uh, talk to you when you get back. Um, do you have... Oh, oh, he said it's okay. He's all right. So we're going to close out. He'll be back next Monday. We thank you so much for hey, all of you. Have a, a good, productive week. Uh, and uh, brother, brother West, thank you. Yes, yes, sir. I'm sorry. Say it again. Are you back on Wednesday? Uh, no, no. Brother O should be back. Brother O should be back on Wednesday. Oh, I thought he was back. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Thank everybody. Thank you so much, Brother Jay. Yeah, we're going to kick it up, Brother Jay. I'm going to give you a call, talk about a lot of stuff, particularly your, your boy Trump. <laughs> talk about what that's all about. Uh, but anyway, thanks so much. Have a good and blessed day. Take care of yourselves and stay safe. Yes, sir. Doc, check your emails, man. I'll take care of